going on, youth workers? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? How are you? There's two weeks left till Christmas. You know this. You, you know. I don't know if you've had your Christmas party yet. It was one of my favorite parts of, of youth uh, ministry was the Christmas party. Christmas parties always rocked. It was such an upbeat time, such a, you know, thing of optimism and everybody was just enjoying themselves and, you know, dirty Santa. Speaking of dirty Santa, if you're still looking for those last minute gifts, if you have not had your Christmas party yet, let me encourage you to maybe check out Cracker Barrel. That's right, Cracker Barrel for some dirty Santa gifts because they have some, some really cool stuff over there. They have extra long Twizzlers. I mean, this huge bag of extra long Twizzlers. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, they have giant Hershey bars. They have giant Rice Krispie treats. Now this may be by area, but at least in my area, those are some of the things that I see. There's like a giant long thing of gumballs. Uh, these are all really, you know, especially Dirty Santa. I mean, the, the, you know, students like to pick the big things, right? Mostly. But, you know, there's like they can't guess what it is. They're like, what is this thing? It's rattling. It's this or it's that. And uh, they have some really cool little fun things over there at the old Cracker Barrel. So go on over there, check it out and uh, find some. I mean, like they have, they have giant candy bars. They have giant Snickers. They have giant Reese's cups. I mean, what's what's not to like about that? I mean, pick yourself up one for crying out loud giant Reese's Cups. They're amazing. I love Reese's Cups. If you're interested in some of the other choices uh, that I I spotted at the old Cracker Barrel, you can always uh, follow me on Instagram at The D Project, link in the description. And uh, I posted some pictures up there of some other good choices that you can check out. All right, that's enough of that. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, hungry <laughs> just thinking about giant Reese's cups. But let's move on to other things. Let's move on to the fact that today is going to be a great episode because I'm going to be talking about the seven expectations every youth pastor must deal with. And uh, it really spawned out of last week's episode where I was talking about the expectations, you know, that you're going to have to meet. And, and the content I'm going to be sharing today is not even a part of the course that I mentioned last week, the squad goals course, uh, it, this this information is not even a part of that. It's just stuff on my heart that says, let's talk about these expectations and let's break down each group. And then the course itself, the squad goals course, is actually goes deeper than what I'm even going to be talking about today because it involves uh, very poignant questions, uh, worksheets, uh, all that kind of good stuff. So if you are interested in taking the course, and I hope you are, uh, there'll be a link down in the description below. All right, so let's go ahead and move into today's episode, the seven expectations every youth pastor has to meet. And I'm going to guess that you have not reached the point where you don't care about expectations. Uh, you don't have the clout or the cash to say, I don't care what you think. Now, when it comes down to not caring what people think about you as an individual, as a person, I'm all on board with that. You, you can't be bound to the opinions of others of how you are, who you are, who God made you to be, all those things. You can't, you can't, you know, spend your time dwelling on that. When it comes to your actual job, the job that you do, and even if you're bivocational or a volunteer, you still have to deal with expectations. And, you know, you say, well, I don't care what people think about me. Well, I think you do from a professional level and you, and you should, you really don't have a choice. You know, your job and your relationships depend on meeting expectations. Don't think so? Ask your pastor if it's okay to have only 10 kids visit your youth ministry in a year. Now, listen, if you're in the middle of nowhere, 
and 10 kids is a huge amount, then that's fine. Go ahead and ask your spouse, right? If you don't care about what other people expect of you, ask your spouse if it's okay not to bring home a paycheck this week. Or ask your kids if it's okay if you never play with them again, right? Because you got to work. No, these expectations are all around you and you have to meet certain expectations. Once again, job-related expectations, not what do other people think about you, but your expectations of what you should produce, what you're, what you're paid to do. And that's, that's a big deal. Now, let me give you a quick word about expectations. Expectations are just someone else's goals. Expectations in and of themselves are not bad. Unreasonable expectations are, are sometimes bad, but expectations by themselves are not bad. Listen, imagine how you would live if you did not have expectations placed on you. I think it would get ugly really fast for most of us. Reasonable or unreasonable expectations are the bars we must all reach. And these expectations can make us better or they can drown us in anxiety. And so dealing with expectations of those around us uh, is a critical skill you have to learn how to master. I think the key to meeting multiple streams of expectations is to be proactive. So let's look at the seven expectations you have to meet. First of all, there's God's expectations. And I believe God's expectations are the least complicated. As a believer, he wants you to love him and love others. That's the simple part, right? And as a pastor, and this is where it gets tricky, he wants you to lead others to do the same. God has expectations, but he also knows that you and me are clay and are most likely to fail frequently. Yet, he does not lower his expectations. His grace is sufficient. You want to make God proud. We all want to do that. The thing is, he's already proud of you. You can breathe and quit trying so hard to be perfect because you cannot make God love you anymore. No matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you try, God loves you immensely. Leading a youth ministry to follow in Jesus's example is hard because, well, people. Yet, you have to make gospel-centered goals so that students know what God expects from them and how to live in a way that honors Him. Scripture guides us gradually to grow and to become who God meant us to be, which means you're using the same Scripture to help guide students into growing who they're supposed to be, even as imperfect as they are and as we are, the standards do not change. God's grace, though, is great. Set gospel goals and then lead others into them. Don't beat yourself up about what you're not doing. Go ahead, move forward, set those goals, place them before the students, and challenge them as the body of Christ to live their way into them. The second set of expectations comes from your pastor. Your pastor has expectations of you on both a moral and professional level. They expect you to live according to biblical principles, and they expect you to take care of a flock of teenagers as well as find more sheep to put in the stall. And I'm not saying the latter is right or wrong, but I have never worked for a pastor who did not expect me to grow the youth ministry. I, as well as countless other youth workers, have run into unspoken and often unreasonable expectations. 
your pastor is not going to change their expectations, so you have to find a way to meet them or find a boss with more reasonable expectations. The third set of expectations you have to meet are parents. Parents are kind human beings until their child, in their opinion, has been treated unfairly or isn't happy. Listen, you are outnumbered. Do your parents all have different expectations of you? Maybe, but they won't show up all at once. They will come in waves and only when something affects their child. Once again, expectations are not bad. Unreasonable expectations are bad, but you can't control whether a parent's expectations are reasonable or not. You can only get ahead of it by knowing they are coming eventually. Once again, proactive goal setting with parents is common sense. They have the money, they have the authority, and they drive their students to youth. If you are not meeting their basic, reasonable expectations, that is on you. If you are not meeting unreasonable expectations, well, that's what parents use Facebook for. There is a way to manage expectations, and it requires finding out what those expectations are early and often. The fourth set of expectations you're going to deal with are your students. Yes, your students have expectations of you, mostly reasonable, unlike their parents. They want you to show up. That's the basic expectation. Show up and be you. Love them, care for them. I believe your students also have an unspoken expectation that says, lead me. Students want to know where they fit and how they can make a difference. And if all you care about is them filling a seat, you're going to miss it. Once again, if leading students and teaching them to participate in their own spiritual growth is not on your goal list, that is on you and you are missing a valuable opportunity. If you love and care for your students, then offer them the chance to be led and to lead and you will meet that unspoken expectation. The fifth set of expectations comes from your volunteers. And listen, every group of volunteers has their cast of characters. Listen, see if these sound familiar at all. The adult that does not want to grow up. The recently graduated senior that has nowhere else to go, so they serve in youth. The nosy mom and the manly man who is going to whip these kids into shape. I also know that there are many more stereotypes of volunteer leaders, but I will save that for a, uh, a later episode. The adult leaders who help in youth have expectations of you. They expect you to have a plan and know what you're doing and why you're doing it. The nerve of these people. I have news for you. If you do not have a goal, they will be happy to interject their own goals, and then you're off to the races. Adult leaders expect you to respect their effort, even if they cannot do what you've asked them to do perfectly. Some volunteers will expect you to offer them training. If they don't know how to do what you're asking them to do, then you must train them to do so. But I will tell you this, they have one expectation that I believe must be met at all times. And that is the expectation of encouragement and saying thank you. If you do this on the regular, you will have met their most important expectation. The fifth expectation you have to meet is your family's expectations. And they are the most important expectations. These will be the people at your funeral. Other than God, their expectation matters most. When I was a youth pastor, I feared failing my family's expectations more than failing anyone else's expectations. And so making sure that my family was a part of my goal setting process was a no brainer. 
If you're in the ministry, you're going to miss a few things because you're going to be away at a camp or retreat, or you may have to go to a conference. This is to be expected. Making family goals are a critical part of life on this planet because God gave you this family and he expects you to take care of them. Family cannot just be on your radar. They have to play an integral role in the process of setting ministry goals, family goals, and your goals. This leads us to the seventh and final set of expectations, and they are your own expectations. If you are a pastor, you are a servant. You serve until you're empty and dry because you think that is what a servant does. But your personal goals matter to God. Contrary to popular belief, God is not a killjoy. He doesn't want you to be miserable or be a martyr. How much time do you spend thinking about your own goals and expectations? Probably not nearly enough because you are so busy trying to meet other people's expectations and you are too drained to think about what you want out of life. I've been there and I can tell you that irritations and discontent is not God's plan for your life. You're going to go through that, but that is not ultimately what God wants for you. Listen, you're not the center of the universe, but you're also not a doormat. Give yourself a break. Set reasonable expectations for yourself, but also set those short-term and long-term goals that give you a sense of hope for your own life that you can accomplish and do some things even while you're serving others. And that's it for this episode. Those are the seven expectations. And to be honest, I barely scratched the surface of what squad goals is going to cover. So if you are interested in diving deeper into each of those, go ahead to the link down below and go check out squad goals, seven audio lessons that talk about proactively setting goals for each of these spheres of expectations. Because once you've discovered what these expectations are from these various groups and you begin to start setting goals for those areas, your stress and your anxiety is going to start to go down and your joy of serving is going to go up because you're not planning in the dark anymore. You're finding out what those expectations are and then you're matching your calendar to those expectations and then all you have to do is execute on them. If you have questions or comments, or you just like to send me a little note that says hi and thanks for all you do, you can always send me a text to 205-260-7229. That is my real phone number, not a burner phone, but that's 205-260-7229. Send me your questions, your comments, just don't make it weird. And if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a good job. I know you're doing a good job trying to meet all these various expectations. Some of you are a little stressed out about that, especially around the holidays. But let me tell you something. You're not disappointing God. And you're probably not disappointing the majority of people in your life. There's a small minority group of people you're disappointing. You're not disappointing anybody on a grand scale. Most of all, not God. He loves you. He cares about you. And he knows you're imperfect and you're giving it your best effort. So for now, imagine God telling you, you're doing a good job. And that's it for today, guys. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.